This is the Ultimate Guide to Partnering, the top partnership podcast. In this podcast, Vince Menzione, a proven partner sales executive, shares his mission to help leaders like you achieve your greatest results through successful partnering. And now your host, Vince Menzione. Welcome to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering. I'm Vince Menzione, and my mission is to help leaders like you achieve your greatest results through successful partnering. I have the great privilege of being here on site in Scottsdale, Arizona, where Inside Enterprises is hosting Amplify 2024, its annual sales and partner conference, for an incredible interview with two amazing leaders and friends. Dee Berger is North American President of Insight and a previous guest on Ultimate Guide to Partnering, and Tony Savoyan, the CEO of SADA, an Insight company, and a five-timer on this podcast. Insight acquired SADA on December 1st of 2023, a move D and Tony say turned their combined capabilities into a multi-cloud powerhouse, as Insight has long been a top provider of Microsoft solutions, while SADA is the global Google Cloud Partner of the Year, multiple years. Gentlemen, I'm so excited about our discussion today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Vince. Yeah. Excited to spend time with both of you. I have a long history working with both of your organizations, going back to my days at Microsoft, in fact. A lot of time here in Scottsdale and Tempe with Insight, and of course, many years working with SADA back in my earliest days. So I'm so excited to exclusively feature you here for this conversation today. Appreciate that. So first, We've seen this incredible transformation in our $5 trillion tech industry for more than a decade. First, the transformation to the cloud, and then the acceleration we've seen these last few years. I call it the tectonic shifts. Both of your firms were on the forefront. Insight has been the most transformative of the large partners working with Microsoft. And SADA has been referred to as both a born in the cloud partner back in the days when I worked with you, Tony, and has pivoted the business to become the most successful partner in the Google ecosystem. I was wondering if you could share your perspectives on what we've been seeing these last few years. First of all, I want to say, uh, being a five-timer, kind of <laughs> like on Saturday Night Live, um, I expect the jacket. It, it's, in, a, it's in the mail. With a five-timer jacket on it, because you know <laughs> it's quite a privilege, Vince. Thank you. This is the sixth time, Tony. It is. So like, we're just going to get racking up the numbers we're, until we're going to put we're going to put bars comes. on there yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean um it's an incredible uh uh next chapter for us obviously um everything i've done for the last 23 and a half years has been creating um uh best in class best in breed i've been very focused on unevening the playing field at every opportunity uh, that you can grab because like who wants to compete on an even playing field like you know who wants to be generic uh, I think uh, speciality, niches, scale, customer incumbency, uh, being on the forefront is just so much more fun. And uh, coming together in a way that was almost serendipitous is an incredible thing for our customers and an incredible thing for our partners. And uh, I have to say, uh, Dee's my new boss. <laughs> And he's and he's awesome. Um, I don't have to say that. I say that because it's true. And the culture is what really matters. As Joyce reminds us all the time, D reminds us all the time. 
And, uh, you know, that is going to be the foundation of what allows us to make the most of this opportunity. And, um, you know, everything that I was hoping for, you know, prior to coming together is even more true now that being on the inside, but not at just the D and the Joyce level, uh, the executive team, but everyone we've met here, the hundreds of people we've met at, uh, at Amplify, our first Amplify, it's, it's, it's the same at you know, every level. So. Uh, this is a great launch pad for 2024 and beyond. And 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 our vantage point, you know, you're watching the market change. You know, tech, 2023 was a tough year for the industry. There was there was a lot of absorption from overbuying in 21 and 2022 in a lot of different segments. But technology keeps firing away, right? Technology is marching forward. Um, Gen AI is changing a lot of things. But all the things we were talking about just a year ago, cloud, cybersecurity, data, they're all there. And our job is to help customers take all that and take advantage of it. Like, so their businesses are better. As we, as we kind of thought through what, what led us here today, you have to be multi-cloud to succeed in that world. Absolutely. You know, we love the partnership we've had with Microsoft. And Microsoft is right there on the leading edge, taking the world forward too. So is Google. And, and if we start with the idea we've got to be great for our customers, we felt we had to be multi-cloud. Absolutely. Brilliant move strategically. So I've been chronicling this rising dominance of the hyperscalers. And I think a lot of people don't recognize the level of dominance, right? If you look at the data centers, the chips in the data centers and the infrastructure and the go-to-market strategies, right? And securing large commitments from organizations at the C-suite level, right? Buyers are making decisions in the lines of business, but the C-suite is where these large commitments are happening. And they're estimating now that there are about $340 billion in durable cloud budgets amongst the top three. Was this a consideration for the move going forward? I like how Dee says it, and I don't want to steal his thunder, so I'll, I'll let him describe the strategy because I think it's, uh, he says it really well. Well I, well, I think no doubt, right? No doubt. So um, if you look at the investment people are making, the, the hyperscalers now, who would have thought you know, 10 years ago that three companies were going to own a, such a significant part of the infrastructure of the whole world? Everything happens in the cloud. Yes. Everything happens in the cloud. And again, back to... Our job is to be great for our customers and whatever they need to do, we have to be relevant in, in those areas. Yeah. So let's talk about the merger. How did this all come together? Well, we had two separate, we had two separate pathways. <laughs> Tony, you start with your pathway, I'll add mine, and we'll, we'll tell you how they came together. A couple of years ago, it became apparent to us that uh, we, need, we needed to do something seismic to continue to be able to grow um, at the level of trajectory and capacity and evolution that our customers and the market was demanding of us. Uh, every one of our peers had done things way, way, way earlier in their journey than we had. And we were getting to a point where, you know, being broad and deep in uh, this ecosystem in itself was not, you know, sufficient to serve the needs of our customers in a evolving strategy of more customer centricity. Customers are asking, us to be in more markets, that was very hard to do organically. They were asking us to be more comprehensive, which was hard for us to do organically. They're like, oh, we wish you could do the Microsoft stuff, or we wish you could do the, you know, the, the, the 50,000 store location work that we want. Like, well, we just couldn't do that. So we looked at tons of options, uh, kissed a lot of frogs, uh, looked at, you know, private equity and all this, uh, you know, just 
essentially every option, including every strategic option. And uh, it wasn't really um, up until I started seeing Insight kind of show up at the big Google events, and I was like, Insight's here? Um, that it even came sort of to, to the forefront of my mindset that this could be a potential destination. But as we started looking at it closer and closer, it was like, oh my God, they're, they're just like us. You know, they believe in the magic of products and services and solutions coming together. They are on their own transformational journey. They have the best incumbency of any potential strategic partner that we could ever dream of. And they are amazing people. Well, tell them the restaurant where the name of the restaurant where you got the whole thing started. Verse, verse. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, it, this is an interesting story, and it'll, it'll be where the the thing culminates. So different for me, you know. So I came to Insight summer of 2022, and we talked a lot about Eminent. Joyce was new into the CEO role. We talked about the different things we we needed to build over the course of time. The fundamental idea is we touch a lot of customers and we need to do more and more for those customers. Our mission is to do more and more, be more and more valuable, doing more and more things. And started down the path of what are the most, we historically have been close to infrastructure. So what are the infrastructure adjacent sorts of things, businesses to get in? We came up with a list. Being multi-cloud was the first thing we really wanted to do. And so I called a good friend of mine at Google who will remain nameless, but senior guy at Google and said, we got to get into Google. We, we've got to figure out a way to do a job there. Who, who is out there to buy? And it, it took three seconds, Sada. You know, and so we started down this path. We then were contacted through Tony's banker on Project Verse. Happens to be the same name of the restaurant that they, they got started in. We've met a bunch. We had Tony out to Arizona with, with his full team. We saw very much the same thing, like a fit. A, 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 it doesn't help to buy a company that is strategically aligned that just won't work. It just doesn't work in your culture. And Insight's got a very, um, culture really comes first. It, it had to fit. We saw the fit together. Tony and I talked, it was actually at one of these events. Um, Tony, I had a call with Tony, I went out to the lobby. It was at um, our event called Mastery that we do for our, or our most technical professionals. And we talked and said, let's figure out how to do this. And we spent three months, we worked it out. And then the closing dinner, coming back to Verse, was at the very restaurant that Tony got started, November 30th, the night before December 1st, with Tony and his family and his team. I it, love was, it. it was really a great event. That is fantastic. What a great story. Yeah. Uh, you know, this reminds me of this conversation. I think about both of your organizations as really being categories of one. Right, and Tony and I have had a lot of conversations about his strategy. I know it very well. I feel like Insight's been the other company as well that has thought about this holistically. And you know, it, it's interesting because I spent almost ten years in the Microsoft world, right? And I know that Microsoft and the others as well like to fit you into buckets, right? You're either an ISV or you're an SI or you're a large-scale partner. Um, but it seems that you are redefining your category. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll start. Um, it was great. We just had Danica Patrick out and she actually gave the answer. I'm going to quote for this, which was good. You know, they asked her if she had idols when she was going up and she said, no, she wanted, she wanted to be the best her very much the way we think about it. 
you know, we are trying to build a business that we don't believe currently exists. You know, when, when you think about a client and how hard it is with a vast array of technology out there, how do you choose? How do you purchase? How do you implement? How do you manage? How do you transform? That, that whole cycle, we think we're better positioned to help our customers do that against the, the fastest evolving technology industry and is, uh, we've ever seen, and it's only going to get faster. No, that's completely right. I mean, we've been talking to anybody who would listen, and you're an expert in this area, Vince. Like, you've covered channels, partnerships, ecosystems. You've worked in it. You've covered it for years. You know, like, the traditional tendency to put us in, like, little buckets, right? Like, oh, like, they're a reseller, and they're an SI, and they're, no, they're an RSI. No, they're an NSP. No, they're an LSP. It's like, just make up <laughs> random acronyms and pigeonhole us into... You know, traditionally, the one thing we've done well. Well, you know, I think the cloud has changed what customers need us to do. It has forced us to change our own business models because, like, you can't just, like, buy a bunch of software from, you know, vendor A and then hire vendor BCDE and hope that they implement it well. It just doesn't work for customers and it doesn't work for us in our business model. So, um, and we were both built that way. And we're on these independent journeys. Um, Bring it together just supercharges it, charges it all. We couldn't think of a good name. Inside had, so we're just using theirs. Like we are the leading solutions integrator, and creating new categories is hard. So you know, Noreen and Hillary are gonna have a hell of a time uh, <laughs> making it uh, roll off of everyone's tongue over the next two years. But that's what we expect: a new category, our own quadrant. We are one of one, a solutions integrator. I love solutions integrator. Yeah. I think it speaks volumes for what's been missing, right? And we've, I've had these conversations. You have independent software vendors that do one thing. You have transactional partners that do another thing. You have SIs that come and build on top of it. And if you're lucky, they're not SIs that are gonna basically wanna be there forever, right? You wanna, you wanna get to the end result. And I think that's exactly, clearly what you're say, stating you're doing here for customer, with a customer in mind and customer focus. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, so I, I think about it you know, from the standpoint that The, the reseller industry was ultimately set up as a way to sell salespeople to partners, right? The history was set up that way. You had all kinds of OEMs. Somebody figured out, hey, we should consolidate the supply chain. Somebody else said, all right, it's really hard for all these people to get to all these customers. So the reseller industry came about. And the economics worked that way. The emphasis ultimately worked that way. Um, we're starting in an entirely different place. So, so our, our whole position in the way we're going to transform is you start with a customer and you become very valuable to your partners by virtue of the value that you have for customers. So it's, it's, a, it's a big flip. Yeah. Look, it's all about business model incentive alignment, right? If you're just selling, you care about selling as much as the customer will buy. If you're just servicing, you want to be as slow as possible to implement these exactly. technologies before you get fired. <laughs> you basically are aiming for a C plus. That's right. Right. But if you own the whole value chain, you want to you want them to buy exactly what's going to solve their problem, and you want to implement it as efficiently as possible, so you can point to that value and then win the next project and the next workload and the next uh, you know strategic implementation. We want to be there forever for different reasons. Right. Exactly. Not because we want, we're going as slow as possible. We want to be there by earning the right to be there over and over again. And that's kind of how we built our business from day one. I remember like managed services, which is a great endpoint for 
where we want all of our solutions to end up for the right reasons. But um, the reason we won in like 2002, 2003 is like, we had an agreement you can get out of in 30 days. And, and I think that just creates a different culture. It does. And again, the customer knowing with comfort at the end of the day that they're, you're going to wrap your arms around them. And that's the way I see yeah. it. And, and we're not successful unless we can point to business outcomes. So this level of incentive alignment as a business model just really has not existed. So we're going to just maximize that and lean on that. And the market will realize, you know, the trades will realize, but most importantly, our customers will just understand that like just working with Insight is, is a different experience. So what an incredible event you're hosting here, right? You've had some of the leaders in the industry here. I mean, we could talk about some of the names. Uh, we, we had Kevin Pisker on stage, who was co-hosting my event, been a podcast guest as well, Michael Clark. Kevin's got some good dance moves, actually, he is, on stage. He is a low-energy individual. We have to <laughs> talk was, to him about fantastic. that. Yeah, he he's fantastic. incredible. And Michael Clark as well yep. from Google, two yep. people that I admire and have worked with over the years. Uh, how should each of these tech giants think differently and what unique value are you ultimately delivering as a solutions integrator to the market, but more importantly to the customer? Uh, Michael Clark said it best, I think. Um, Google strategy is clearly uh, a partner attached to every opportunity, every customer, every pursuit, every workload. 100% partner attached. Um, it is paramount in their strategy because, again, consumption economics, the stuff doesn't just like light up itself. And I think that's an important realization and an important uh, benefit to the channel. And enterprise is different. And I think it took Google maybe a few years to figure it out. But, you know, I don't care if you have the best technology in the world. Unless you have a channel, you have partners, you have a, um, a strategy that includes them, the last mile is where the value is. So I think that multi-year transformation Google's realized going from a consumer mindset to an enterprise mindset, again, plays completely to our strengths. And no partner in the world can provide more parts of the value chain of how the best Google technology lands and produces outcomes for customers than this combination. And so I think, again, we've created an uneven playing field. It looks really good on paper. Now we get to go execute it post Amplify, which is the big launch pad of, um, of, of, of really SADA and Google landing in Insight in sort of a 10x sort of way. So we got to go execute now and, 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 and prove it out. And I, and I think that's very much the case, you know, back to the question of how they should be thinking about us. It is about execution. So the, it's, of course, Microsoft and Google are phenomenal partners, but, but we got many more partners. And, and the Amplify attendees we had, I had a slide on this, represent roughly a third of the value of all the businesses in the United States. That's our, that's our partner crew. Our, they're making unbelievable technology. Our job is to make it work for customers, to be in there, to drive value with customers, and then to work backwards to what, how do you assemble the right, the right set of things. That, that's what we've got to do. I'm so excited to continue our partnership with AG1. Many of you know I've made taking a green drink supplement part of my health ritual for over 21 years now, and it has made all the difference to my health and well-being. About six years ago, Athletic Greens and now their product, AG1, became my go-to supplement. AG1 is the first thing I take every morning to power my day. It covers all of my nutritional bases, supports my gut health, gives a boost to my immunity, and energy levels. If you want to take ownership of your health, 
try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash Vince M. That's drinkag1.com forward slash Vince M. Check them out. You know, you had Kevin on stage and I've been talking to him about this SMC business that he manages at Microsoft. I mean, the numbers are astounding. People don't realize that mid-market is really, you know, everybody clusters towards the top to the enterprise, but this mid-market is really untapped in many respects. It's underserved. And being able to, again, I think your model is really effective in that mid-market, which, by the way, it's a it's a $100 billion opportunity for even a Microsoft. Uh, so I just think that what you're doing there specifically, it really hits home in terms of the market penetration. No, no question. So, so if you think about the numbers, we are in a calculation, we do work with about 70% of all the businesses in the United States that have $100 million in revenue or more. We do at least a dollar, right? So it's kind of a, I've been in the system integrator world for a very long time before coming here. Those models are heavy, right? You can, you can land that model in about 500 customers. We can we can land our model at a much broader. We have twenty nine. That actually, with Sada, I haven't done a recount. First of all, the seventy percent held for Sada's base, which was interesting. About seventy percent of Sada's base Insight was already working with, but another thousand. So let's just say we're at thirty thousand customers now. There's a lot of things you can do. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's eleven thousand. I'm going to use my what I know. I think around eleven thousand enterprise, and maybe it's thirty eight or thirty five thousand mid market customers. It just so that you see the market pet. Potential is just yeah. enormous. I mean, look, we have a total of what two hundred and thirty field people. Yeah, like we'd love to use their two to three thousand to be able to get to these customers. And by the way, the e-commerce platform—we've never been able to be transactional how customers start, especially at scale. So we're going to work with Rob and everybody else on on the Google side with the API integration. We want customers to be able to buy and start however they want. And you know, I love the the ambition of creating also the best commerce experience on the website. And, and Google has never been able to deliver their products like that through, through any channel, right? On their own website, you can kind of try and buy and that kind of stuff, but that opportunity to reach thousands of more customers globally through the commerce platform is something we're uh, gonna definitely work to integrate starting this year. But again, their, their reach is phenomenal and we can never get that on our own. I'm glad you talked about uh, well, I'll call e-commerce, we'll call about transaction marketplaces, in fact, is the terminology we've been using to talk about what's going on. Again, the three hyperscalers leaning in here. Microsoft just leaned in a big way this year. AWS was sort of in lead role before that. Google's also doing some significant moves into marketplace. Huge opportunity. Canalis says, we'll do $45 billion by the end of this year, 80% through the hyperscalers through marketplaces. The, the experience, the buying experience is happening now. The millennial generation not wanting to talk to salespeople. They want to go online. They want to click three times and have a box show up, right? That's the way we've gotten, we've gotten indoctrinated this way. Uh, what do you think now about marketplaces and their role, and how are you addressing that? I think all 80% of all enterprise software will be bought this way in about three years. So, and it's not only a, a you know, millennial procurement, I don't want to talk to people, construct, there's, there's even more drivers than that. There's, there's legal, there's commercial, there's contracting, there's the economic benefits that are just too powerful. You know, everybody's biggest contract is their main hyperscaler contract, one or two or three. 
of course I'm going to push as much through that as, as I can, right? And to get those benefits. So we, we play a critical role to add value to those transactions, to package those things a little differently. And, you know, Adobe, Cisco, you know, Teradata, like uh, Wiz, like all these companies, right? Like we are going to be that last mile for them too. And I think the uh, onus is on us to create, you know, a value beyond just a transaction there. But um, Google realizes, you know, this, the work that Dai is, is, is doing to resell, enable every part of this value chain. Um, we're going to play a bigger role than ever before in a, in a weird way, but it's true. Any, yeah. Anything else you'd like totally, to add? Totally agree. I mean, yeah. we are looking at it as sort of a fact of life, the way it's going to go, and we're building our business around, around that outcome. I think it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant strategy. You talked about AI a little bit. You touched on AI, and we can't have a conversation today in 2024 without really diving in here, right? Last year was, was incredibly insightful, we'll say, right? Microsoft comes in with their partnership. Google responds, right? Both organizations, you look at market valuations, pretty significant growth for both companies this year. I think a lot of it was attributed to AI, I would say. What are your thoughts on delivering on the AI promise? I mean, I, I think the first part is the tools blow you away every time you see them. And even if you look once a week, they've moved so far. So we're so, so early. Um, everybody's experimenting with it. Not that many people are finding direct value other than in the, wow, that's stunning sort of thing. You can get great pictures and things. Our job is to ultimately drive that value. Our, our job is to create the connection between, it's almost, you know, I started my career a long time ago when I rode a dinosaur to work and we focused on re-engineering, right? It was the big re-engineering. It was don't automate, obliterate, and whoever the guy is that did re-engineering. We're going to enter a new era of AI-driven re-engineering. Yeah. And it comes down to how do you orient the business differently to use these tools. Yeah. You had me thinking the Flintstones there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Pedal power. Pedal power, yeah. <laughs> Tony? Uh, I mean, look, we saw Jensen on stage. We saw Pat on stage. Um, Google with Gemini, Microsoft with Copilot, and uh, you know the OpenAI partnership, et cetera. I mean, is there is there a more comprehensive destination for your AI execution strategy? Whether you're, you know, building models, you need a bunch of computing power, or processing power, or the chips, or um, you know, you're deploying them through the, the you know the best um, uh, pre-built multimodal models on the planet. Like Insight literally has has all of it, which is incredible. And uh, that optionality for the base of customers is great. Uh, the, the biggest gift to, to Google was the launch of ChatGPT. Um, it unleashed uh, the giant that has invented, literally invented transformers and a lot of this technology that's uh, running you know, the foundational technology for, for everything that's going on. So uh, Gemini you know, 1, Gemini 1.5, uh, Microsoft's not stopping. They're not stopping. So, you know, I'm, I'm actually very, um, very optimistic that I think that this is going to, you know, create way more jobs than it changes. And I believe in humans plus AI. And um, you know, I'll listen to you know a lot of various podcasts. I think we're going to enter a, a decade of um, the biggest economic growth in history. And I think. Um, there's certain markets that are at an advantage to this. North America is certainly one of them, and there are others. But uh, I think it's our decade. And um, thank God for uh, 
you know, this huge leap in evolution at a time where we feel like we needed it the most, right? Like, Absolutely. it's a uh, thank you. Uh, thanks, OpenAI. Thanks, everybody. Um, and, and we're in a tremendous position yeah. to help our customers do exactly that. And as we, so we talked about the, the importance of the hyperscalers, layering in this AI component makes it even more critical, right? Yeah, it's incredible. So another topic that's on everyone's minds these days is security, right? We have, we've all experienced it in one form or another. I'm sure you've had many clients. Um, it, it, it's a real issue and it continues to be an issue. And I know Insight is focused incredibly well in the security space. I wanted to spend a moment here with you, D, to explain your position and what Insight is doing uniquely here. Well, we're doing a few things. Again, I'm going to keep it in the same thing. We are um, really driving it through incident response. <clears throat> how do you help customers prevent it? But then how do, you, how do you respond to it? One of the very unique things about Insight is our technical depth. Um, we've been able to help multiple clients in case studies you can never use when they're in a very bad position by being able to bring the level of expertise and program management to get them out of it. We've got all the normal security businesses and sell security software, and we do you know some of the pen testing and those different types of things. But our real focus on that is to get really good at helping clients when they're in hot water. Back to the start with client value, go help a client be valuable forever. Don't transact. Uh, security is one of the fastest growing parts of what we do in services, both professional and soon to be managed uh, services. Google with Chronicle, with Beyondcore, with reCAPTCHA, with their general security posture across GCP, Google Workspace, Identity. I think Google has one of the strongest security stories on the planet. Uh, Mandiant acquisition obviously put an exclamation point on that. In 2024, Mandiant essentially is being rolled into Google proper. So again, by being an inside customer, you have access to all of that. And we're going to leverage your scale, your SOC operations to bring that you know, Google layer, Google services, Google capabilities to, to all of our joint customers as well. And uh, it is not, it, it's one of the areas that has you know, experienced zero budget cuts uh, in terms of customer investment. So this is the ultimate guide to partnering. We talk about partnering. I mean, obviously you are a pinnacle partner. Both of you are pinnacle partners in your own right. And now together, just this massive power, power force for our industry. But you also work with other organizations, right? We talk about customers and we talk about other partners. So I was hoping for our listeners and viewers, what is your perspective and what would you say to them now to optimize for success working with your organization? You know, we are... Again, we're going to be customer first, right? And we're going to be really, really valuable to our customers, sorry, to our partners, because we understand our customers' context and we can help position their solutions and their technologies in ways that's going to be valuable. Um, going way past the idea of let's just sell them everything we can, make it useful, make it valuable, make it long-term. And so the, the partnerships that are going to work best for us are... Uh, people that can work with us to ultimately contextualize their technology, to, to make it useful, to make it valuable. And then that'll be our continued focus. Yeah. Tony, from your perspective, working with other partners. Look, I, I think, again, you know, two years ago, we were, you know, we, we only sold what Google sold. And now we have 40, 50 plus marketplace enabled ISVs that really round out the, you know, the solution set. Uh, Insight has 6,000 others that we are uh, figuring out 
and uh, merging in some strategies and you know going sort of focused in other strategies uh, to this point and you know Sandy coming in as our CRO a year and a half ago really reoriented again exactly the way that D talks about it Joyce talks about it uh, we got to lead in our customers uh, Sandy has a slide she showed this week to our own team said when I first came in I was interviewing customers or like you know their response was um, she's like what do you think of Sada you know how's they're like uh, Sada is extremely accessible and responsive but not top of mind you know and I think that's a problem right so we got to all orient ourselves such that we become indispensable to our customers that they think of insight insight Sada, Sada, all the time because we're in there and we're adding value. We're part of their strategic planning. We're part of their budget planning. We're part of their security strategy planning. We're part of their, you know, helping them prep for board meetings. Like we just got to be in there, and um, and the the pull through will come and and the customer um, relationship will grow. We we're both challenged with and again varying degrees of success in different customers, but. Um, uh, D likes to say, like, you know, we do $1 with, you know, X percent of customers, but many of them is just $1. Um, and for us, too, it's like we have some of the biggest customers, biggest companies in the world for which we do one thing. And that's terrible, right? Because that's how they think of us. And it's the only way they think of us. So we got a lot of work to do jointly to change that. Obviously, this coming together helps. Uh, we, want, we want a significant amount of their love, attention, mind share, wallet share, but in a way that earns it every day. I know you both work with ISVs, independent software vendors. I think about you both as being uh, super highways to the customer for those organizations in many respects. For partners that want to lean in with you, what should they do next? I think um, new partnerships to that degree are, are, are hard. Um, Insight has a great platform for onboarding those. I think we're going to adapt that platform. Nice. But I think it's about solving a unique problem that fits into a solution pillar and is hopefully, if not marketplace enabled today, let us help you do that. We do great, we have great services around marketplace enablement for new ISVs that are not on those marketplaces. And then you have to, you know, make the economics work, which isn't, which isn't that hard. And then bring customers with you. I mean, that always helps, you know. Uh, yeah, it's simple. Get, yeah. If you want to do it, let's talk about a customer. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you both. Uh, this has been a real privilege to be in the room with both of you and hear the story about how you came together. Two amazing individuals and friends. And I want to thank you for spending time with our viewers and listeners. Any closing thoughts going into 2024 or through 2024 that you'd like to share with this group of listeners and viewers? Well, first and foremost, thank you. Um, it's so great to be back on talk about, you know, completely different trajectory i think the last time we spoke this was not on the table not at all <laughs> um and and you know i don't want to you know uh, overstate this at all but i don't think i can like i honestly think this combination is it's the biggest thing to have happened to google cloud probably in the history of google cloud as far as partnerships go um inside has just made the biggest investment anyone's ever made in entering the google cloud ecosystem it's a compliment to Google, a compliment to SADA, but also, of course, you know, Insights Vision. And it's one of the biggest things to have happened in the ecosystem, period. When, you know, when a, when a 40-year-old company says, you know, I want to start a new practice, they don't say, like, they don't typically say, I want to be number one tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's what Insights done. But um, 
thank you for this platform, Vince. Keep doing what you're doing. You're really an important part of our community. You know, I think about executive commitment in closing, and this was extreme executive commitment on behalf <laughs> of both organizations coming together. I want to thank our viewers and listeners for joining Ultimate Guide to Partnering. Two amazing leaders, Dee Berger, Tony Savoyan, and the Insight team. Uh, so great to have you both thank here you, today. Vince. Thank you. Thank you, Vince. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Ultimate Guide to Partnering. Online at ultimateguidetopartnering.com. If you liked this episode, I'd be thrilled if you left us up to a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify. This helps us to continue to feature amazing guests. Also, please check out and subscribe to our new YouTube channel, Ultimate Partner. We'll catch you next time on the Ultimate Guide to Partnering.